Hey, what's up my friends? It's Devon Tan. I am a child, I'm a youth forensic psychiatrist, I'm a dad, host of the Huddle Wisdom Podcast. Welcome, so good to have you. Uh, this week, I'm going to talk a little bit more, a little bit about what empathy, empathy is and what empathy is not. One of the messages I've been giving to my patients and parents that uh, I've been seeing in clinic recently is that agreement for the sake of peacekeeping, I think is both lazy, ultimately invalidating and quite the opposite of empathy. Why do I bring this up? I bring this up because there's a lot of agreement going on uh, for the sake of peacekeeping. Agreement for the sake of keeping the peace because people are worried that they are going to uh, invalidate someone's experience. They're worried that they might offend someone. They're worried that they might make someone feel bad because they, 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 they are feeling lonely and isolated, you know, and we all want to do good things for other people. I think, I think ultimately we all want to, go, to, to do good things. No one wakes up feeling like the bad guy. We all um, wake up um, thinking that we aren't the bad guy here, right? Some of us like to do good in the world. I, I'd like to think most of us do. Uh, and I, I won't name names, I won't talk about certain groups of people, but there are groups of people in the world. Throughout history, there have been groups of people that have been uh, marginalized, made to feel terrible, traumatized, and many decent people these days don't want to rep repeat the mistakes of the past. Uh, and unfortunately, what ends up happening is that if we, if we feel that we are going to offend someone because we don't want to repeat mistakes of the past, yes? We don't want to say something that's going to be ultimately uh, incendiary or inflammatory. Uh, so we, we, we're afraid to say what we mean because we don't want to make people feel more marginalized, oppressed, you know, more traumatized we stop saying what needs to be said. We start to agree for the sake of peacekeeping, which I think is ultimately invalidating. Empathy to me means that we acknowledge and vicariously experience what other people experience. You know, when people talk about vicarious experience, you, you have a colleague from work that comes back from a holiday and you say, hey, can I see your pictures? Can I see your holiday photos? Not because people are, what's the word? I know, voyeuristic, but they want, they imagine themselves in place of their colleagues who have just been on a wonderful trip to Bora Bora or Fiji or wherever, whatever, wherever place, you know, they just want to be there. They want to vicariously experience what someone else has experienced because it's nice, it's nice. But in this context, in the context of empathy, what I mean is 
to acknowledge and vicariously experience what someone else is experiencing. And that means to also acknowledge the struggle that they go through alongside them. Yes? But our jobs as parents, okay, is to support our children. It is not to take their pain away. Although we very much would like to, um, you know, because it hurts us to see our children in pain. It's awful. And we want to protect them from harm. Of course, that's what we ought to be doing. But, but, uh, obviously we can't protect them from all pain. Because if we do that, we inadvertently prevent them from learning from experiences that are uncomfortable, but in my opinion, potentially life bringing and um, edifying and ultimately helps them to grow as people. Yes. So we, we, we can't protect our kids from pain and discomfort at all times. And, and I would argue that we should not. Of course, it's difficult to understand or find the line between uh, when is too much pain, too much discomfort, you know. And, and I think that's a tension that we all have to grapple with every day with our children. Um, but to know, in order to find that line, we have to know our children and we have to, um, we have to know our children every day. What I mean is every day is different for kids. They grow constantly. They're always changing, evolving, developing. Um, so we cannot be complacent in our jobs. We cannot be complacent um, or be satisfied that we, uh, we, we know them just because we are their parents. That's not a given, okay? It is our jobs, and it's a hard job because of this reason. It's our job to know them every day, to connect with them every day, because they evolve, they change. And so in order for us to get a better sense of where the line is between what is too much for them and what is something that they can deal with, uh, we need to get to know them and connect with them every day so that we get in a, a better sense of where that line is. We need to be able to give them the skills to deal with pain and discomfort. We acknowledge and validate that their pain and struggle is real. Life is not a straight road. That's, that's reality. And we all have to deal with pain and discomfort. We all have to come to terms with that. Um, we all do. But it's much better to travel down the road together. And if we have tools to offer to our children, that's what we should do. You know, like when you're teaching your kid how to use a, a power tool, 
you know, a power drill. We, we just bought one this weekend. Very exciting for my wife, who, who <laughs> who's much more handy than me. Uh, and I'm not afraid to say that because she is. She's amazing. And um, she's taught me a lot, actually. But um, yeah, she's so we, on the weekend, we went to get this power drill. Amazing. Uh, amazing thing. Uh, it's this uh, DeWalt um, power drill, you know, it's got metal, um, metal, metal frames and metal insides. Not one of these crappy plastic things that, you know, um, but it, it's, it's, it's cool. It's fun. Um, and, and my daughter wants to learn how to use it. So, you know, you just let her play around with it. But it, of course you have to make some adjustments. You have to say, hey, you know, hold it like this. This is what this bit does, etc., etc. But you know, I'm, I'm not going to let her start drilling stuff in the walls because she doesn't have the skills to use the the, the, the drill yet. So I have to teach her, right? Um, similarly, we, you know, when we when our kids are, are traveling down the road, their road, their journey, um, you know, we when they come across obstacles and. Um, uh, we we have a tendency to uh, to 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 want to help them overcome that obstacle. The risk is we end up tackling the obstacle for them, um, and I think that's n both natural, but it's also a lost opportunity. I think humans hu humans maybe are the only ones that don't readily allow our children to fail um, because it hurts us you know it's it's this weird thing I don't know what it is about humanity but we we don't we don't like to see our kids in pain actually I think um, all animals don't like to see their kids in pain but for some reason animals are better at teaching their kids skills <laughs> you know they're not caught up with things of the past like adult uh, parents are, you know, they don't think about how terrible their childhoods are, or they don't think about past experiences that, um, that then influences their behavior with their children in that very moment. You know, I'm going to help my kid overcome this obstacle by actually doing it for them because of something bad that's happened to me in the past. Animals don't really think like that. And so they're very lucky, I think, you know, to observe birds trying to teach their children or guide their children how to fly you know they don't fly for them and some birds push their their chicks out of the <laughs> out of the nest you know uh, because they have faith that their kids are going to learn how to fly naturally but they don't do that unless they have a sense that their ch their chick is ready yes so again um that idea that we have to know our kids every day we have to get an appreciation for where they are at and how do we get that we get that through connection connection through empathy empathy which is connection vicariously experiencing what they are experiencing really connecting with our kids if you want to learn more about that i encourage you i invite you to check out the huddle wisdom resources it will help you it's going to help you in your parenting life going to help you in your business life in every aspect of life your relationships 
you are going to win more, my friends. I tell you, I tell you, I, I, I love this stuff so much. I'm passionate about it and I want you to win. Go and check it out. Okay, so um, what was I saying before? So it's much better for us to travel down the road together with our kids. Perhaps if you have a few more tools to pass on, please do that. Teach your kids. Um, you know, when you come to a rock face, you're not going to be able to climb that rock for your kids. The kids are going to have to climb it themselves. But you can give them the equipment to manage that rock face, the, the, the situation ahead of them. That's exactly what we are supposed to do. We empathize with our kids. Oh my goodness, this is a really big rock face. But I know you have the skills to start climbing it. However, you're going to have some trouble at certain sections of the rock face. So you need these tools, these bits of equipment in order to manage that. I'm going to be here guiding you as you climb up this wall. I'm not going to do it for you. Okay. So listen, like I was saying before, in the very beginning, Agreement for the sake of peacekeeping is lazy and ultimately invalidating. What it takes from our kids, if we just simply agree with everything that they say and do, we're not actually helping them to face discomfort, the realities of the world in front of them. We are siding with that aspect of them that seeks comfort. Comfort seekers, we, we follow the path of least resistance. That's one way of living. But in my opinion, it's not a way of living that's going to grow you. And if you want to grow your kids, You empathize with them, with where they are at. But empathy, like I said, does not mean agreement. All it means is that you recognize where they are at in that moment of their lives and what they are facing. And then you stand with them. You stand with them in the struggle But you acknowledge that they are the ones that are going to have to struggle through the struggle themselves. But you are going to be walking alongside them. Does that make sense? I hope it makes sense. If they do not have the skills or the requisite skills, attitudes to go through that experience, then by all means put up a few restrictions in place, a few barriers, a few guidelines. Yes? Makes sense? But it doesn't mean that you do the job for them. Okay? Um, one example I can bring to you in my clinical practice is I, I see a lot of children with uh, gender dysphoria these days. Um, and it's a controversial topic and it's very politically charged. Um, 
and kids come to me with real pain, real struggle. Yes. Um, now, I'm sure most of you know my opinion now, but for some kids, okay, their, their wish to want to be uh, the opposite sex doesn't always stem from uh, gender dysphoria. Maybe gender dysphoria by proxy, because there's something else underlying the disconnect between their biology and their psychology. Um, and there's a sense of feeling different, um, but not because they are of a certain biological sex. It's because of something much more deeper and more complex. But, but if we don't explore that complexity and just simply side with um, side with them. I, I think we run the risk of bad things happening down the road. But I can't do this just willy-nilly. You have to be quite sensitive and you have to be empathic. You have to recognize the struggle. You have to stand with them in that struggle. Connect with them in that struggle. That's your starting point. But it doesn't mean agreement. You know, I, I can see why this situation would lead you into thinking that you could be the wrong gender, the wrong sex, what have you. Yes? I can see how painful this is and how lonely this is. And I can't even imagine what it's like right now, you know, because I'm not you. But on the other hand, um, I, ha I would be remiss if I didn't explore this area in greater depth with you today. Um, and see if we can help you navigate this real pain without coming out too scathed and too, with too many scars that we can help prevent, yes? Um, so, <clears throat> like I said earlier, agreement for the sake of peacekeeping is lazy, but ultimately invalidating quite the opposite of empathy. Empathy is not easy. Real empathy is not easy. So I hope that gives you something to think about this week, my friends. If you find it helpful, or if you think it's going to help someone else, please share the podcast link with your friends and your family. Um, and just real quick, I hope you'll do something for me. Just pause the, the audio and please leave us a review. Um, cause you know, a five star review would be great, but you don't have to. Um, but you know, it, it does go a long way. It helps increase our visibility and helps us to reach more people. 
So, hey, with that, my friends, I'm really happy that you're here. Um, love the journey with you. And um, I look forward to speaking with you again next time. Thanks, my friends. Bye.